You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, episode 59. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are having an excellent conversation with Mia Morin. She is an inspiring mentor for women who are balancing work, family, and their wellness. She believes women have the power to change the future for the better, but not if they're stressed and overwhelmed. Mia is a mom of three teenagers, entrepreneur, and coach who also makes time for family, wellness, and joy. And she hopes to empower one million moms to feel a deep sense of balance and ease. She's also the host of the Plan Simple podcast, best-selling author of Plan Simple Meals, and creator of the Flow Planning Method and Planner, and Flow 365, a year-long program designed to help women lean into their life for a year, making choices and change one 90-day session at a time. Her company, Plan Simple, helps women ditch overwhelm and wear all their hats with ease. The planner and programs are focused on making health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful, supported, and fun. And I loved having this conversation with Mia because I don't think there's a single one of us out there, mother or not, who can't identify with this concept of being just completely overwhelmed with the need to balance work, family, wellness, fun, joy, and everything else that competes for our attention during the day. And certainly when it comes to weight loss, organization and planning are key. They just are. If you want to make any change to your life, particularly ones involving your health, you have to have a plan, you have to be organized, and you have to have some structure in your life to allow it all to happen. And that is what Mia and I talk about in this interview, exactly what you need to do to do that. And the best thing about this is that Mia did struggle with her own weight at one point as well and used the very methods that she now teaches to help herself lose weight. So without further ado, here is the interview with Mia. Enjoy. Mia, welcome to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. When I first learned about you, I got super excited because planning and organizing is something I love to do, but I'm crap at it. And I've, I've learned to to do it in my professional life, but my personal life is a complete mess. And so today what we're going to talk about is balance, how we can use planning and organization in our life to achieve more balance and maybe specifically around how we can actually help that um, help us on our weight loss journey with that. And before, yeah, before we dig right in, um, Mia, can you tell us a little bit about you and your story about what brought you here? Sure. You want the weight loss part? All right. So I have three kids who are at this point, all, I actually have three teenagers as we're recording this, but there was a moment when they were much younger. So I think they were like one, 
three and just under five, where I've always been an entrepreneur. So at the time I wasn't a coach yet. I was a, um, I owned a graphic design studio and I had scaled it. And I had these three adorable kids who I tried to hide behind and I had married and I still am married. We just actually celebrated our 20 year anniversary, but I married my high school boyfriend Uh, Mm -hmm. We had just recently bought an apartment or before kids, we had bought an apartment. Like, so I felt like I, like the design company wasn't even on my list. So I felt like I had checked off like all the boxes that I thought I was supposed to want to check off, you know? And, and then there was this day when they were this age, you know, of one, three and five, where I was sitting at my desk. And the other thing I had done was, you know, I was an entrepreneur. So I I felt like I had really figured out motherhood and kids and time because I had figured out we had how to have a babysitter at home and how to work, you know, not five days a week, how to work four days a week and have the successful company. And I just remember sitting at my desk one day at like quarter to three. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the end of my day yet. And just looking across my desk at this stack of Starbucks cups that were sitting on my desk, all of which I had gotten that day. And I was just kind of like, first of all, how have I gone to Starbucks that much and gotten anything done? Second of all, like I was totally sold to that caffeine made you have energy and I'm freaking exhausted. So what's up with that? (laughs) And (laughs) like, I, I just, I couldn't figure it out. And it was this moment where I was just like, shoot, like, I still don't feel good. I, you know, I'm still not okay. And the most tangible thing that I had in that moment was that, you know, I'd had, as you can tell, if you did the math from all those ages, I had had my three kids within five years, which kind of meant I was either pregnant or nursing for those five years. And the way my body worked is it held on to all the weight. So I was basically had 85 pounds on my body that I hadn't had before kids. And so I was like, okay, that that's what's next. And that, that day I just sort of made this choice. And at the time, well, before kids, my husband was the one he's an amazing cook. And I, that just wasn't what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't learn how to do that. So I don't even know that I knew how to like fry an egg. I definitely would have cried if you told me to go buy kale and I had to land it at the grocery store and saw there was like five kinds. Like I, I wouldn't have known any of that. And I made this choice on that day that I was going to get healthy. Like I just, I made this, I just remember making this really firm choice. And then one thing led to another and I, I landed in this yoga class and I really loved the teacher and I'm pretty shy, but I went up and introduced myself to her after. And I, I, I think I told her I had like a design company and she's like, oh my God, we need a website. And then I explained that I was trying to, you know, work on my body and like figure out what that meant. And she was like, oh my God, I have the perfect food plan. And so long story short, I basically ended up ditching gluten um, and becoming actually vegan for a while. Um, This was, I don't know, a long time ago now. It was like 13 years ago now. And I just remember, I mean, the, the weight melted off, but that was kind of beyond the point. What happened was I just got my energy back really quickly and I, I helped things that I just didn't even know were wrong. Like I had been on hormone medicine for my period. I didn't have to take that anymore. I used to take Clarendon like every single day for allergies. I have not had an allergy since. 
Um, I used to get ear infections, like really bad ones that landed me in the hospital with ruptured eardrums. And I haven't, that's not happened since. So it really healed all these things that I just, I had never associated with food or wellness or, you know, anything in my control, basically. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing how our diet can actually affect every single aspect of our life. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, and I, I don't think we think about even just these um, little food intolerances or the inflammatory foods that we include in our body, just how profoundly it affects our immunity, our energy levels, all of the things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was, that was the beginning. <laughs> it went on from there, but that was definitely the, 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 the pivotal <laughs> <That> points. <laughs> Are you still vegan now? So in the past, so I still don't eat, I haven't had gluten and I still don't eat dairy, but I've added in, um, sometimes I definitely will eat eggs and sometimes I'll eat fish and I sort of base that on my hormones. Um, but the being vegan as someone who didn't know how to cook was actually really helpful because I think it's much more of a culinary movement than like vegetarianism is. <laughs> and so yeah. it really helped me learn how to you know, not care about so many of the things I was programmed to care about, like calories, you know, because a lot of the food is really high in fat and a lot of nuts and seeds. And I just learned how to do all these, make all these amazing things in a blender that I don't think I would have learned if I had been in another area of, of food. Yeah, well, for sure. And my history almost parallels yours. Oh, in interesting. Some just my, minus the kids. But I, I actually, when I was 13 years old, made the decision to stop eating meat. Ah. Um, I did, and it didn't make me feel good. Um, the problem though was, you know, my parents had no idea what to do with me. You know, if I, if I wasn't eating meat, what would I eat? And so a good portion of my diet was like noodles and butter. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Right. And, and I never, I never learned to eat. Um, and, you know, we certainly never had kale. Like, I mean, the traditional vegetables in my house was like a can of peas or frozen yeah, corn. Yeah, absolutely. Or, Same with me. So that's right. right? Yeah. Probably a lot of us just grew up with that meat, potatoes and like the standard sort of, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. And um, I never really learned a lot about um, food either. And I had a very high carb-based diet for a long time, which of course contributed um, to my diet, not necessarily because of the carbs per se, but the processed stuff that, that I was relying on. And I went pure vegan for about two years in my mid-20s. Um, I found it challenging though. Um, and that, you know, I went back to just eating primarily vegetarian diet. Then I started introducing fish. And then in my 30s, I was getting intense cravings for meat, which was really weird for me. Um, and so I, I ate chicken, you know, for about six years. And now I'm in this phase where it's like, I cannot do it. I cannot like my everything. I look at meat and meat based products and my whole body is like, nope. So, <laughs> so interesting. Now, now oh, I interesting. I'm, I'm reverting back. But the funny thing is when I have too much chicken in a week, I feel sluggish and worn down and yes. I get pitfalls. And so like, there's clearly something, you know, in there that's, that's not for me. Yeah. It sounds and, like you have a lot of tools too. And the, the right? only thing that my body yeah. ever says yes to at this point is salmon for some reason. And so there's this like one moment, like in my hormonal cycle where I'm yeah. like, that's what my, my brain doesn't want it, but my body's like, you kind of need that. Mia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? Yeah. And, and I've, I think it's a bit of a process to actually listen to those signals that your body's giving you. And I think one of the problems is we don't know that these are messages because, you know, we just live so long with um, these symptoms or these physical sensations in our body that we just kind of come to believe that this is who we are not realizing that maybe food has um, something to do with it. So how, um, you know, when, you know, we've used the word balance a couple of times and what, what does that actually mean to to be? So it's interesting because like, so I didn't even say this part, but when I first made that food change, what I did was I actually went raw vegan. So it was Mm -hmm. like a really, you know, big change, but it was balancing out a pretty like, unbalanced part of me. Like my, my whole body was responding not well to whatever I was putting into it. And so it really helped me balance my energy. So for me, balance, like if you think of one of those old fashioned scales, you know, Mm -hmm. you can have this like huge plastic ball that weighs the same as this like teeny tiny gold nugget. And so I think when we, like, I think balance is it comes up a lot in popular culture is referring to, you know, work-life balance, which I I also use that phrase, but because I'm talking about it this way, because I think we've come to think of balance as like balancing time, but balance is, is a weight measurement. It's not a time measurement. And so, you know, one, um, food change can balance out, you know, our whole work day sometimes, you know, it can really balance the the lack of energy we're feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. Five, you know, three deep breaths can balance out overwhelm. If we're like in this moment, feeling totally overwhelmed about a choice we're making, you know, Mm -hmm. a five minute walk or meditation um, can balance out, you know, discomfort we're feeling around something that's happening in our lives or, you know, in our, in our household. And so, So it's really about, you know, what do I need right now? Whenever like my feelings are starting to feel out of control or, you know, in that overwhelm area, it's like, okay, what will balance that out and bring me back, you know, bring that calm back in so that I'm, I can hold both the things. Like I can have overwhelm and I can have ease, but I can, you know, I, I I have the control over um, bringing them back into balance. Does that make sense? I, it, it it really does. And it reminds me of, oh, I cannot remember in which book I read this. But somewhere I read somebody talking about balance as literally being like walking on a tightrope yeah. and that it's not a static thing, right? right? It's, not, it's not something that you can achieve um, necessarily by by those external things like work-life, you know, yeah. balance yeah. like well, this. And, that, and a lot of us are walking around. Like this constant, you know, adjusting to bring yourself back to the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important because a lot of us are walking around in this constant state of like leaning in one way and feeling like we're falling off and not understanding like why we can't get to wherever we're trying to get. Like there is no end destination. So it's like, that's to me, that's what life is, right? It's like constantly, it's this consistent practice of coming back into balance, whatever that means on that particular day. Right. I agree. And I think, I think there's still value in talking about, you know, the quote unquote work-life balance piece in the context of 
this because what I often hear from women is like, there's too much going on. I'm too busy. I don't have the time to, you know, think about this, you know, feeling balanced just isn't even possible because this long list of to do's and responsibilities that I, that I have. And I like that you mentioned, you know, just, you know, taking a few breaths or a five minute walk or, you know, a five minute meditation to kind of do that tightrope balance when you're in the midst of, of it. But if you can step back and look at it from the bigger picture, do you have any thoughts on what we can do to even bring ourselves to a place where we can consider yeah. more balance? Well, I mean, I think that's the most important part and that's why I'm kind of obsessed with planning. So, yeah. so for most of us, it's really hard to do it actually while we're walking on the tightrope. Like, so it's really hard in the moment. So if we're talking about, you know, food choices, it's hard to walk into a party and pick the salad over the cookie, like, or, you know, the salad over the burger or whatever. Like, it's just, it's, it's, or hard to say no. It's just in the moment, of course, we're we're like pleasure seeking beings. And so of course we're going to choose that thing, but that's like our present, bias for that thing, right? Same with work-life balance, right? Um, If we're, you know, have this idea about our career and we think that staying for one more, you know, in the moment, our boss is like, stay for this thing and you'll get this, then, you know, in the moment, we're going to say yes, even though that really brings us out of balance, like in terms of our whole evening, like we don't have time to make the dinner we thought we wanted to make. We're not connecting with our family in the way. So, so we say yes in the moment. So one of the reasons I love planning is it gives us that distance. So I Mm -hmm. say all the time that planning is just a gift from our past self to our future self. So we can literally be in the present. And I would say be in the present in the most balanced way that we can. And one Mm -hmm. of the reasons that's possible is because I would never advise anyone to plan from a state of overwhelm, right? So if you're sitting down to plan, you figure out how to come into balance or to find a calm, even if it's just for five minutes before you're choosing what you're going to eat on Monday or before you're, you're saying, I'm going to work these hours no matter what, and then go pick up this kid. So it's like, you're choosing from from a different energy, even if you're just choosing the morning before, like planning doesn't have to be years in advance, but you're basically committing to making a choice um, outside of the temptation of, of how you, how you know you might be if you were in the present moment, because we're all human. Right. So I, I love this so much because inside our coaching programs, we actually teach women to plan their food ahead, like 24 hours ahead of in a very realistic, you know, and do and, and doable way, right? So it's not so much about um, a diet tool as it is being intentional about what you want yes. the rest of the day to look like in terms of what you eat. So that, you know, when the the coffee time cookies come out at work, you know, you've already decided is today a day I'm going to have one or not. Yeah. And then that decision is is already made. And so we're all very used to applying, you know, that principle of, you you know, your past self um, giving this gift to your future self for food, but it honestly, and I, and I do it for spending too, actually, Mm -hmm. Um, really, it really helps me um, in that regard. Never even occurred to me to use it as a tool for other areas. Yeah, I use it for everything. (laughs) 
And so you, you talk about a 90 day plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about why that 90 days is important and what, what, yeah, I'm going to bring us out a little bit because before the 90 days, I think there's like a, a bigger thing. So, so I think, I don't, you know, we've had so many like conditionings around planning and calendaring and all these things. And if you look at the history of it all, um, basically the current planners that we get were invented like in the late 1700s for men coming back from war. So it was like the Mm. first time that um, they weren't going by the almanac, like they weren't going by nature, which is actually kind of ironic because I feel like right now what women, what humanity needs to do is like get back to listening to nature. (laughs) Um, So it was the first time they were making choices about work because everything was changing, right? But it was Mm. made, you know, it was made for work mostly calendars and they were made for men who weren't thinking about what they were eating because some you know their wife was probably feeding them they certainly weren't thinking about their families um you know spiritually spirituality was probably going to some religious service some one day like it was just more there was less going on um Mm -hmm. so there was less to Put, put all, less pieces to put all together. And it's interesting because if you look at what those look like, what we have today with flowers at Target is kind of similar. It's like not that different. And mm-hmm. so I just don't, it doesn't respond to, to women and women um, don't reset every day. So men actually reset every day. So for a man, sort of every day is the same, like literally like, right. So like every day is a new opportunity. I mean, for us, it's a new opportunity too. But I think we've been led a lot to believe that we're a little bit kooky because not every day is the same because we're on a 28 day cycle, whether we're cycling or not. And so, or, you know, 29 or 30, but some longer amount of time. And so, um, I just think it's really important just, just to realize that. So I'm going to say that. So like, so I think there's this whole aspect of like this system that we've been put into and that somehow got attached to a year. And very often I think we really, um, like we set these huge goals for a year, um, that, that, that are really hard, like the, they're there. And then we fail, like, right. So let's like we set these huge goals and then we fail. So I love yeah. this idea of looking farther out. Um, so looking out five or 10 years, whatever resonates, it kind of depends on what's happening in your life. Five years is good for most people, but if like you just had a kid or something, then sometimes it's helpful to go a little bit farther out. So you can imagine like they're in school, they're not home and just really imagine like what your life is like, like just you, all you have to do is close your eyes for like a minute and you can imagine yourself. And I haven't met a person yet. A lot of times I lead people through that as a guided meditation, but I have literally not met a person yet who like didn't like their body, didn't feel like totally great. And everyone says they're like standing up tall and they're successful and they're loving like all the good things. Right. So you go out and you're all those things. And then Mm -hmm. you can, you know, and a lot of people, if they spend time there can, can see like what they're doing for work and how they're interacting with humans and all the different things. And so then if you take that and you're like, okay, so if this is how it's going to be, what can I do in this 90 day season? So I'm less, a little bit less attached to the 90 days and more attached to like this season, because I I think that like we, life is so different. You know, we had this season of one 
season of part of a pandemic. Like that was a very different yeah. way to like have to show up. We have a summer, which is different than fall. We have, you know, the, the, the winter holidays, which are different than the spring. And so if we can really look at an, roughly a 90 day season and be like, okay, like, how am I in this season? Am I, do I go more inward usually? Am I wanting connection with people? Um, what season am I in, in my body? Right. So like, our thirties are different than our forties are different than our fifties. So like, what is, what's happening with that? If we're in child, if we're in childbearing years and we're having a child, that's the season, right? So it's like, how can I take this, the life that I've visualized and like, what piece of it can I bring into this season? And I think we can just be more real and we can go bigger and we can actually lean into what we want because I think we yeah. just lose sight of that in a year. It's hard to imagine all the things. I, I, I agree. And, and I love that because even as you were just talking about that and I was thinking about my life a year from now, I really can't, I really can't see it being any different right, right? right now. And that did not make me feel good. Yes. Right. But, but looking out five years gives this space, you know, of, of possibility. So I certainly love that. And well, I that's also what's so important, right? The feeling good yeah. and the possibility, because you don't want yeah. to make a plan if you are not feeling that, that. Well, yeah. Well, well of, of course. I mean, if I was trying to make a plan from that awful feeling I had <laughs> about a year out, right. Yeah, I, show I up differently. That, right. And I love this concept of, um, the seasons too. And because I like, there are certain months I'm up here in Northern Canada and winters are dark and the days are very short. And I know from, you know, my 47 years of experience that I need a good hour and a hour, half more sleep during, you know, that period of time. And my energy levels are a little bit lower. And yet that is also the time when I seem to sign up for, you know, new things and add more to my plate, which, you know, having this discussion now makes me realize that is, you know, absolutely the wrong, <laughs> the wrong thing to do, right? There, there are other seasons in the course of, you know, time for me where it makes much more sense to maybe t step back a little bit versus, you know, taking more on. I love that. Yeah. And for me, like I ended up finding that that so I have the same thing. Cause I mean, I'm not quite as North as you, but I am North, North, more North than how I grew up. Um, and so in that sort of dark time, I find myself actually more creative. So mm -hmm. if I sort of don't engage in all the things, because we are sold many things at that time of year, if I don't engage in those things, I find like, that's when I wrote my book. If I tried to do that in the summer, it probably wouldn't have worked out so well, but in the summer I could like launch my book, connect with people, that kind of thing. It's like, it's like the same goal, right? Like five years from now, maybe I saw that I had a book, but mm -hmm. I took on different parts in different seasons because they matched better. Right. And I think it's also the same, just even within our, you know, 28 day cycles as women yes. as well. There's periods of time, you know, during that cycle where, energy levels are higher and absolutely, you know, things, things change. And also, you know, what our bodies need in, in terms of nutrition and exercise and rest all change just within that 28 day cycle as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I mean, as you clearly teach through planning too, like 
we just, if we, if we know that information, the more we know about the seasons of the year, like the days of the month, the more we know, the better we are at understanding what we actually need in advance. So how, like, how does this look for you? How do you use these tools in your own life? Like, do, do you sit down with a, you know, a book and a, and a pen and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like looking around to show you, but um, yes, because I have a physical planner that I teach from. <laughs> so, so yes, I I'm like, I'm, you know, committed to doing that. But, but the, one of the interesting things about like the five-year vision is that I don't do it every five years. I don't do it every year. In fact, I probably do it once a month or at least every 90 days, because yeah. I find that when you're really leaning in to you know, what's possible and living the life that you really are wanting to create and you're following through at a, you know, stronger level than for sure I was before I started doing this, you become a different version of yourself quite often. And you can see like your five-year vision changes. So Mm. I I actually do that quite often and match it back to the, like, so I would say every 90 day cycle, I'm I'm doing a new five-year vision just to like match it back to the season I'm in. Um, so I, I spend a lot of time, you know, every season, every 90 days, really thinking about what the 90 days looks like. And, you know, as you said earlier, I think we were recording um, about how you thought about all this in food, but not all the other things. Um, for me, it's been really important um, to put all the different areas together because I was finding that I was like meal planning over here. And I had my work calendar over here. And then, you know, I have three kids. So like that calendar was, you know, in many places and they all had different things going on. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we have a home that we're taking care of, which, you know, and, and relationships and all the stuff that's lifestyle. And then for me, I've found that one of the biggest things is that, so flow which is the name of our planning method. The F is for food and, and wellness. The L is for lifestyle, meaning home and relationships. The O is for OM. And for me, that's like self-care, meditation, quiet, sure. downtime. And, yeah. and the W is for work. And that O, that, that downtime, like that's actually been the thing that's like tipped all the action the most, surprisingly, even though it sounds like not intuitive that that would be how it is. But the more I can like quiet down, I feel like the more I can tap into my intuition and the more I can understand, like I should be having salmon now, you know, or gosh, I need more veggies or wow. How did that sugar creep in again? Like I I don't, when I make those choices, because I'm getting emails in my inbox from all these people or seeing an Instagram feed, I I never make the right choices, but when I make enough time for quiet, I do. So back to the 90 day plan. One of the reasons I think it's really important for me to sit down and do that. And obviously I do that with clients too, is that we can see the whole and we can really understand how they all work together and how they support each other. And Mm -hmm. it's really helped me like understand that, you know, I don't know who decided we needed, you know, five, eight hour work days. But for me, that doesn't always work with, with feeding myself well or finding that quiet time. But mm-hmm. if I, you know, I've done tests, if I work the 40 hours and don't have time to eat as well, I do a lot less in those 40 hours than I do in 25 hours when I'm fed really well and have taken that quiet time. So that's why I sit down and I really look at like, what are my goals in those four areas 
you know, in a 90 day period and how do they actually support each other? Right. So maybe I have this big business goal, but I know that, you know, I haven't been as hydrated as I need to be. So how does like hydration and maybe a med- you know, a, a better morning practice, like how does that really support me in going mm-hmm. toward that, that business goal? So I just find that everything supports each other. Um, totally agree. And that has certainly been my lived experience. Um, I'm like on, on paper, I'm a busy person, right. I still do full-time emergency medicine, which is, you know, shift work and I've got a leadership role in the hospital and I'm running my business and I'm doing like a, 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 an additional, you know, fellowship on the medical side. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Studying a lot and working on my, my own health. Right. And so um, at some point it's, it was either totally crash and burn yes. or you know, find a way to make all of these pieces work together. And I managed to do that, but oh my gosh, it's not easy. Yeah. And I find like, I, ironically, um, like the own piece of this is certainly the, the key piece for me, yeah. but it's also the first thing to go yes. when I start, you know, teetering into overwhelm, which makes no sense whatsoever. And so when I'm planning out, I I plan my week and then I I plan my day every day. And the first thing that gets scheduled, because I do have to schedule it with the way my my, my life works is all of that, that own stuff. And like I've, I'm trying to make that a non-negotiable piece in my life. And even on clinical shifts, I have a practice of hiding in the bathroom for five minutes, every three hours, just to do a little bit of breath work because, you know, it helps, it, it helps me overall. But I learned that the hard way. Cause it was literally like burnout and, or find a way. <laughs> oh my gosh. How lucky your right? hospital, wherever you work is. That's amazing. So cool. But I think I mean, I think that's, that's like the weird thing. Like, I mean, I feel like the more and more, you know, and I say this with like air quotes, successful people that I meet, the more I, and, and and whenever I meet a really successful person to me, I always get the feeling of, of just freedom, right? Like freedom for everything, like for food, for how they're moving their bodies, for the work they're doing. And when you dive deep into conversation, there's a plan behind that. Like no one's just winging it. And so this idea that like, you know, it's funny because my planning method is called the flow planning method, but this idea that we go with the flow means that we're not thinking about anything that just like literally doesn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't. And one of the things that always comes up when I teach, you know, women about planning food ahead of time is this rebellion against it because they want freedom and they want to be able to go with the flow. And what's funny is like every time, like without exception, women will do this for a period of time and come back and say, I feel like I have so much more freedom now because of the planning that I'm doing. Right. And I, I think that piece is a little bit counterintuitive, but if you are not being intentional about things, then you're constantly thinking and reevaluating and, you know, doing all of this high energy thought work in your brain to kind of balance that teetering on the, yes. the tightrope again, right? Um, which is exhausting. And so if you actually allow yourself to do some planning 
and, you know, think about what your future self is going to want, then you actually, like that does bring about freedom at the end of the day. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that happened, yeah, one of the things that happened when I changed my food that I could explain later, I couldn't explain then (laughs) was that I literally felt like I had gone through like years of therapy in like three weeks, like, and I hadn't, like, I hadn't processed anything. I I ended up having to process some of those things later, but like in that moment, like there was no talking. It was just literally like, I felt different. And so, and, and I felt more free. Right. And it just had to do with a change, like, and how I was treating my body. And so yeah. that, that's always interesting to me. And I, I had to be, in order to do that, I, I was at that point, I had to do exactly what you said of like, you know, planning in advance and showing up every day and like understanding what I was really focused on and all the things. I feel like as a society, we are living in this general state of overwhelm and feeling a little bit like we're spinning all yeah. of the time. And I think a lot of people have fear that if they slow down and take a step back, and evaluate how they're approaching all of these things, that everything is just going to fall apart. And I think one of the things that really helped me was allowing myself to just let go a little bit, like to, to stop, you know, feeling like I had to control every single moment and let go of some of the expectations that um, I had on myself and some of the, the thoughts of expectations I thought other people had of me that weren't, you know, necessarily true. And that, that took a lot of reflection. And I think that's why I really love this suggestion you have of, of looking at what you want your life to look like five years from now, because I think for most of us who are in that hamster wheel, what we want more than anything is to just not be on that hamster wheel anymore. And if you can tap into your feelings around that and, you know, the energy you have around imagining that kind of life. That's such a great tool for giving you that space to let go just a little bit to reevaluate how you're, how you're approaching things. Because people ask me all the time, like, where do you find time? I feel like I have lots of time. I don't feel um, overwhelmed despite all of the roles that I have. I mean, I've also learned how to say no now, yeah. right? I, I, I've, I have a better understanding of what my energy levels allow in my life. So I'm able to set some boundaries, but um, it's like there's pure magic in planning and, you know, stepping back and honoring your energy. And then just to bring it back to food um, a little bit again, it's it's like I really think this is a critical piece because if you're eating like crap, you feel like crap. Yeah. And there, there's just no way, no way around that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. And it's like, well, and using food as an example, I mean, cause spinning, spinning takes time. And I think I, I, I'm forgetting what the exact actual statistics were. And I have no idea who did this, but I've read about it a couple of times. So I know it was a real study done, but somebody was like looking at people and the amount of time, um, people spent thinking about food all day long who hadn't made a plan. 
And it's an average of a half hour to an hour a day, just in that thought of like, I wonder what's for dinner. Oh yeah, let's have that. Wait a second. My body's not craving that. Like just like breaks, like throughout the day. Oh wait, do we have that? Call, call our spouse, you know, like, should we go get that from the grocery store? Like, or should we go out tonight? Oh yeah, let's do that. And like all these thoughts, like it all takes time. And if you, if you're like, no, this is what I'm eating today, you know, 24 hours in advance as you teach, then like you, you, you can just, those thoughts might still come up, but you can still, you can just be like, all right, I already know. I already know. And you start, sort of start to train your, and you literally save time. Like that's literally how time is saved. Cause an hour a day is a lot of time over time. Yeah. Well, and that's just food. Like imagine yeah, right? that of your life that, that you're, you're doing the same thing for, right? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why a lot of the successful people we know wear the same thing every day, right? There's like that whole uniform thing. Like it's just all the choices we make they take Gosh, time. It's so true. And, you know, it's funny. I've just had this, um, this deep, deep desire to like throw out half of my wardrobe and like, I, and it's, I, I've been struggling with this for the last few months. Cause you know, I walk into my closet and I love all the things that I have there and I wear all the things that I have there, but the, the choice every day is actually exhausting. Yeah. It's actually, Exhausting, and I would love for there to be much less choice. And you know, it, it, this reminds me of totally unrelated story. But I work in Africa a fair amount, oh, cool. and you know, you know, one time I was there for a good year, and when I came home and went to the went to Safeway for the first time, I was absolutely paralyzed. <laughs> the choices, right? Like it was just too much for me. And, you know, it's one of the things that's helped food wise, because, you know, I I always hear like, well, I don't know what to have for dinner. I don't know what to have for dinner. My husband and I literally have a list of 10 dinner dishes that we like taped to the fridge and we just recycle through them. And it takes away so much time of, you know, coming up with new creative things. Like food does not have to be exciting all the time. Every once in a while, when we want something new and exciting, then we plan for that. But otherwise it's just so much easier to just pick something off the list and, you know, go, go, go with it. So I, I think like simplifying a little bit plays, plays into the balance piece. Absolutely. Overall. Yeah. 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 One of the things that I loved doing, and it's actually how we organized the plan simple meals book was, um, when my kids were little and I was, you know, dealing with like, how do you get kids to eat all the things? Um, I learned this from a, a kindergarten teacher who was just so calm when she was feeding my, I sent my kids to this school where they would f- feed the kids like spinach for snack on Thursday. And I was like, kind of impressed. This was before my food changed. So I'm like, who eats spinach? And she was just like, well, we do it every Thursday. So like even kids who are super picky, it like becomes not a big deal. So I started this thing of like, okay, so whatever, maybe Monday is pasta day, but maybe Tuesday is soup day. And you know, kids don't like come running home for soup, but I, I, we tried different ones. So that was all to say, like, I created this rhythm of like categories, but it actually, for somebody who wasn't a cook opened up way more opportunity because when I could pick from anything in the world. I always picked the same five things. But when I was like, oh, it's soup day, I found it was like more streamlined. And I could be like, I wonder if I want to do the one I already know, or if like, it's a day where I have time to try something new. And, you know, sometimes I would choose the thing I already know, but sometimes I would choose something new, but it gave me like a little bit of a framework for that. And that really helped me as a cook and as somebody trying to get kids to eat. 
right? And wow. I just all of a sudden felt very excited listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so appealing. Like just to not even think it's Tuesday, it's soup day, right? Done. Yeah. Right? W- without all of this agonizing about, you know, what are we going to have um, for, for dinner tonight? I love it. And I mean, that that to me is actually the definition of freedom. Yeah. Really, to, to not have to... Um, to spend all this mental energy deciding everything. Yeah, all be able day. to just show up to your life, right? Like that's why we think we're having dinner is to like show up and like be with whoever we're having dinner with, whether it's ourselves or our family. And so yeah. often we can't be there for ourselves or our family because we're so discombobulated by the time the food gets on the table. Right. I love it. I love it. So there are a number of ways people can interact with you to learn more yeah. about this. Got the book. You've got your podcast, you've got your planner yep. and you also have a program. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So everything is on our website, which is plansimple.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think our book is still there. So I, I, when I was on, so what happened was I had this food change. I then was like, why aren't kids eating well everywhere? And so that like brought me to this. So my book is really around like how to bring health to a family. And also I ended up with kids with food allergies. So it's like how to feed a family when everyone's eating a little bit different, but have one meal. And so that became the book. And I went on a book tour, really found out that the problem was time. So I do a lot less teaching about food now, but obviously that's part of the planning. So, so all that to say that I'm obsessed with planning and I'm obsessed with people learning from people like you and implementing. So the programs that we have are about like implementing. So they're about implementing the planning process and then implementing the the doing process. So I don't do a lot of teaching about, I don't do any teaching about what to eat or whatever. It's all about the planning and really holding women accountable to that. Um, Because I think that, you know, as you know, when you're ready to make a change, you kind of have to take your own personal responsibility for that change. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been like, part of our conditioning is that if we're taking personal responsibility, we're all of a sudden have to do it alone because nobody around us is doing it. And so the community we've created is really around having company while you're yeah. making big changes. So that's our program, which is sort of the end. And we have a free course on our on our site that's called From Overwhelmed to Ease, which is a great place mm-hmm. to start and talks a lot about what we talked about today about really understanding the feeling of overwhelm and the feeling of ease um, and how to use those to plan your day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I love focusing on the feelings. You know, I, um, I was talking to my business coach the other day and she asked me, how do you define success in your business? And I started rattling off all of these, you know, metrics, <laughs> right? And she's like, but how would success feel? Yeah. And, and that was just like a mind blowing, you know, thing for me, because what I care more about in my business than anything else is, is feeling, um, you know, this sense of peace and ease around it. Like that's, that's what I want, you know, more than anything. And I think, I think we need to have that shift of, of how Absolutely. we think about lives, right. Is rather than looking at these external metrics, like how, how, how do we want to, how do we want to feel? And then what do we have to do to get us to the place where we feel that, that balance, that ease? Well, and in what you do, that's been like my most important shift because, you know, in the, in the journey of like falling in love with myself and my body, like, you know, I'm always flustered by what I don't know about how the body changes over time. And, you know, I feel really good. 
Do I look exactly like the person in the magazine that I thought I was supposed to look like 30 years Mm -hmm. ago? No, not at all. But I like, so that's where I think like feeling is so important, I think as well in this, this area of what we're talking about. Like 1000%, because if you can actually come back to yourself and remember what it feels like to be in your body and know what it means to feel at ease versus what it means to feel overwhelmed. It doesn't even matter how your body changes over time because you will be able to intuit what it needs yeah. to feel good. Ooh, I love right. That. I think, I think that's, that's the key for all of this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So good. I love it. All right. Well, is there any last words of wisdom you'd like to share with us before we sign off today? No, mostly just to like give, give planning a chance, whether it's, you know, planning your meals 24 hours in advance or, um, planning a day. The the one thing I would say about planning is one of the, like the misconceptions that we, I think have been taught is uh, I think a lot of us were taught to list make, which we referred to earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then, you know, there's this idea of having a calendar. And so when we're, we're planning the whole life, I think it's really important to do both. So really like dump, like dump your brain, like make the list. This, this is, these are all the things. And then on a weekly basis or a daily basis or whenever you're planning, like move those things into time so that you actually can process what, what you can do. <laughs> and then you, mm-hmm. and then you can let go in advance of the things that are on there that you're not going to do this week and, and know that they're going to come next week. Now that doesn't always happen like right away. Like sometimes you're like, why can't I do all these things? But you learn over time to just like, this is my week. And like, how cool that I can do all these things. But we we really set ourselves up, I think, for feeling bad about our time and what we're eating and whatnot, because yeah. we, we haven't put it, we haven't like put, you know, we think that we're going to pick up the kids at five, get home at quarter to six and have dinner on the table by six. But like, that's literally not even possible. Impossible. Yeah. Even if you use a microwave, <laughs> like it's like pretty much not possible. Right. So like, that's how we get more real about, you know, the, all the things. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, Mia, thank you so much for joining oh, me today. Thank you I- so much for having me. This was amazing. Okay. I, and I'm not kidding. I'm going directly to your website. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm very excited about all of this. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you so much, Mia. That was so useful for so many of us listening today, I think. And for those of you who are looking for more organization, more structure, tips on planning for weight loss, we offer all sorts of that inside the programming in Ways of Health. Just head on over to our website, www.waysofhealth.com and download all the free resources that we have for you. And I hope to see you in one of our programs soon.